0: welcome to back from the brink i'm todd brinker it is monday monday november 9th at just after seven o'clock on the pacific coast i hope you're doing well i hope you're being safe i hope you're you're uh Dealing with the political issues in a peaceful and Zen-like manner. (laughs) Good luck with that, right? Um, Yes, the battle goes on, and everybody has different feelings about that. And so uh, we'll see how it all plays out. Uh, At this point, it seems uh, fairly clear that uh, Joe Biden has won, but things change. You never know. And... um, it looks like the House, the Republicans gained some seats, but the Democrats remain uh, the uh, lo- the majority. And in the Senate right now, it's 50 to 48, with two seats in Georgia still not decided. Uh, Georgia has a law that says you have to win by a majority, so you have to win by 50.1 or more. And I guess both the Republican candidates essentially had the most votes in the race, but neither of them went over fifty point one because there were some third party candidates that took a few percentages here and there. And as a result, they um uh have to do a runoff now with just two candidates, the top two candidates, so just the Republicans and just the Democrats. And so as we said earlier on the radio show, um count on that being a very expensive race. There's gonna be a lot of a lot of money from outside Georgia coming into Georgia because um, because both sides want to win. If the Democrats get both those seats, then the Senate is tied 50-50 and the vice president is the tie-breaking vote. If the Republicans get one or more of those seats, then they have the majority. So we'll see what happens there. The Republicans, at least the people that I had heard, uh, pundits, seem to be fairly confident that they would get those two seats, that they would carry those two seats. But we'll see. You know, people who are confident sometimes are wrong. You know, just because you're confident doesn't make you right. Just because your um, feelings are hurt doesn't make you right. Just because uh, you've been offended doesn't make you right. You know, and so um, uh, don't mistake those things out there for anybody. It's, uh, yeah, been an interesting Week with the uh, election, but you know, I mean, it's been seven days, right? Yesterday, tomorrow will be the the next Tuesday after the election, so today is seven days since the election. Um, so we've got some stuff coming up tomorrow, too. By the way, tomorrow is Apple's um, announcement of their first computers. They're expected to be laptops that run on Apple. Silicone. The chips inside will be Apple's own design instead of Intel silicon. And so we'll see what happens. Not silicone, silicon. And, um, yeah, we'll see how that plays out. Uh I will be doing a uh, Generation Tech episode after that. So if you want to listen in, uh, it'll finish up uh, sometime between 11 and 11.30, probably uh, Pacific time tomorrow. And so look for the Generation Tech episode if you're at all interested in what's going on with... Um, uh, with Apple and these new Macs. Uh, there's a lot of Christmas sales going on, a lot of blowouts of other PCs. It'll be very interesting to see how these compare and what the response will be in the Windows world uh, when we get back from that, you know, over the next six months or so, how that's going to break down, how successful they are and or, or not, and what that means for the PC industry. Uh, in their quarterly report... Apple said that they just had their best record uh, sales ever in laptops. And a lot of that, I think, has been COVID. I think there's been a lot of people buying an additional PC in their house, whether it be a Mac or otherwise, because kids are at home taking school uh, classes and they need, you know, one more computer or an extra computer. And if you try to buy a um, Chromebook right now, good luck. Those two hundred dollar Chromebooks that were everywhere are sold out, and so you're, they're going to cost you about five hundred bucks. And if you're spending that kind of money, Maz will get a full functioning laptop that runs Windows, or um, you know you can get a used Mac in that price range. Used, the new new Macs start at just under a thousand dollars, so um, they're not cheap by any stretch of the imagination. Um, let's see what else is going on. We talked a little bit about uh, the politics stuff. You know, there's been some some conversations in California as to you know if if Kamala Harris becomes vice president, then she was a senator from California, so they have to replace that Senate seat, and that falls on the governor Gavin Newsom to pick somebody, and so there's a lot of uh, bouncing around. He has said that 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 the um, person will not look like him, that it will not be a white male. So guess I'm out of luck, but. The uh, he you know he's got a fairly good list of people who are, who have been mayors or or had some functioning, but it seems like the person who who is kind of at the top of the list is uh, Secretary of State Alex Padilla. He's from Los Angeles. He's Southern California, which would be nice to have somebody from Southern California, since most of the people who have been our senators are Northern California people. Uh, Feinstein is Northern California, as is um, Kamala Harris. So putting Padilla in there would give a rep from sort of the Southern California. He was an early endorser of Newsom. Uh, he helped him while he was competing against uh, Mayor uh, Antonio who in 2018, when uh, he was running. For, Newsom was running for governor, and so he's, he was an early supporter. And you know he has a, a fair amount of. Political background, and he's he's, he's kind of got his Democratic chops within the party. He's 47, so uh, might be a good thing. Apparently, there was a little bit of a controversy over a 35 million dollar contract for a nonpartisan voter outreach program that went to a firm that was linked with Joe Biden. And I don't know how that was. Honestly, I, if it was a controversy, I hadn't even heard about it. So, um, but that doesn't mean much. I mean, you know, I, that's not the kind of thing that necessarily. Interests me in terms of politics that much. I don't spend that much time tracking that kind of stuff or following it. I honestly, uh, although I'd heard the name Alex Padilla, wasn't terribly familiar with him prior to reading about him as a possibility as a replacement for Kamala Harris. So, um, you know, I'm going to spend a little time and try to learn a little bit more about him. It'll be interesting to see how that falls out. But, you know, there will be somebody appointed by the governor of California to replace Kamala Harris in the Senate. Uh, and it remains to be seen who they are. There's several um, uh, female options, and since Kamala Harris is female, he he is uh, may have a decision that she they want to keep that seat female, although it uh, that may not be a criteria. I don't know. He he clearly wants to keep them uh, whoever the seat is as a um, you know a non-white male. He wants to keep some some. Uh, the word that they used. There was a decision to, to uh, let's see, where is it? Well, first of all, he goes, I'm not kidding. I really, really don't look forward to this. This is hard. Uh, and that was my oh, diversity, right? Diversity is a given, Newsom said. It's not going to be someone who looks like me. Uh, so, ah, here's the error. Thank goodness, because I'm stumbling around. It's better to talk to somebody, right? Hello. How are you? I was just talking about the fact that, uh, that Governor Newsom is going to have to find somebody to replace Kamala Harris, if indeed the election is certified the way it's looking right now.
1: Yes, and he'll I
0: honestly think he, he's going to pick a Latino. Yeah, yeah, the room, I mean, he, there, there's several different people out there, but um, Secretary of State Alex Padilla seems to be sort of the leading candidate. He's 47. He's from Southern California, which would be a uh, novel and new, because it seems like all of our um, representatives come from the north uh, thus far in the in the recent past, and so getting somebody who's a Southern Californian in there is probably good for him. Getting a Latino is good for him. You know, he's uh, he said very pointedly that, or at least one of his his people said very clearly that it's not going to be somebody who looks like him, meaning no white males. Uh, so I guess I'm out of luck, yes. but uh, but you're still in the running. No, I
1: know that there were some. <laughs> Hello. And Karen Bass has been very, very active in Democrat politics uh, for a long time, and she's right, a very progressive Congresswoman. Where I say Congresswoman, I think she's in the state legislature, um, uh, but uh, or maybe she is in the co- in Congress now.
0: Yeah, she's and in Congress, she and and one of the knocks against her is that she's really, really liked by Nancy Pelosi, and so she she uh, in fact Pelosi even had suggested Bass as a running mate for uh, and lobbied for that to. Uh, to biden and uh so i think pelosi might want to keep her there and see kind of grow her in in that area you know in terms of like her strength in the house
1: that's right i'm i'm remembering she was in the state legislature the state assembly then the state senate she turned out in both and now she's in congress right um and and very progressive so yeah you know
0: Uh, yeah and i don't honestly i don't know that much about padilla other than you know he he's a southern california guy um and apparently there was a little bit of a, a stink about um a contract that he uh, uh helped get done for a non voter outreach and it went to a firm that had some ties to joe biden and so i you know whether or not that will be an issue in in newsom nominating him i, I to be honest were you even aware of something like that i, I hadn't i
1: I had heard rumblings of that, but uh-huh. it
0: didn't get a lot of traction, you know, in the news. And so, yeah. um,
1: you know, I, I, given all the other political been, stuff going on, yeah, it was like <laughs> the national news and the national races have been drowning out everything. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know if there's really anything there of much, uh, concern or not, but, uh, you know, I'm sure Newsom would look at that before he made a decision, but, uh, Apparently, his uh, one of uh, his people, Newsom's people, um, has said that he's eminently qualified for the position, and all of the contenders, he of all the contenders, he's the most senatorial. So that you know, that's sounding like they're they're looking at him real seriously uh, as the guy. But uh, you know, time will tell.
1: Well, and I don't I mean, believe that anybody. I don't believe there's any approval process. I think the governor just says, you know, he's the guy, and then it's done.
0: I so think that's how like it for- is in California. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so I I think whoever he chooses is 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 going to happen.
0: So. Right, and then that person basically gets to run as an incumbent when the next election rolls around. Yes, and I don't I don't know what uh, election cycle um, that seat is on, so I don't know when it comes up for a vote again. Off the top of my head, uh,
1: I think Kamala. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't remember.
0: Yeah, um,
1: you know, being this COVID lockdown has so skewed my sense of time. Yeah you know, that's because there's no difference between weekdays and weekends that, you know, things that feel like they just happened were six months ago.
0: (laughs) I know. Isn't it weird? It's just, yeah, everything is just out of, it's kind of gone all wackadoodle, you know, it's just like, I I don't know. I, you know, it's like, here we are. I look at the calendar. It's like, shoot, we're a third of the way through November. And I'm like, huh.
1: It's like, I'll I'll give you an example. And this wasn't six months. It was just a few weeks, but I pay my tithing um, as soon as I get my paycheck, usually. So, you know, then I, I, that money just goes to the church. And um, I uh, was going to pay it because I just got paid on Friday. That I, I went to go pay it, and I looked at my history because I use a, an app called Tithely. And it shows that I didn't – that the last tithe I paid was the 10th or the 19th of October. And I'm like, what? No. And I remember paying what I thought was just like two weeks ago. I remember paying – Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, uh. My paying the tithe. Todd. I didn't. I had it in my head that it was just two weeks ago. It was. It was not two weeks ago. It was October nineteenth. And my. And I. And I. I went back to my bank account, and I'm like, "This is not. I remember
0: doing it." Yeah, but you go scanning through, going like, "Where? When did I last pay this? I could have sworn I paid this." Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's
1: like, sorry, Lord, I'm gonna. <laughs>
0: I did a little quick count, and the seat—her seat—will be up for election in 2024. So, if he gets appointed, he's going to be there for a little while. Uh, yeah. She's only a couple of years into it. She was elected in 2017 and took took the seat on the uh, in 2018. So,
1: so um, he will be if he is indeed appointed to that position. He will be the first male senator that we have had in California for a long time,
0: decades. Because it was. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's a dec. It's more than a decade, right? Yeah, I think it's a when, couple
0: decades. Because boxer, boxer
1: was there for a long time. She came in in ninety
0: three. Wow. Yeah, she came so in in ninety three, and Alan Cranston was the guy before her. Yeah, and he, was, and he had oh been there God. for ages too. I mean, he was. You know, Eight hundred
2: years. Everybody,
0: he, yeah. He, from sixty nine <laughs> to ninety three, he was there. So this is like a <laughs> lifetime appointment if you want to keep it, pretty much. In this state, I mean, unless you just do something so incredibly stupid that you embarrass the state, um, you know.
1: Yeah, we tend to like our incumbent senators.
0: Yeah, well, and, and the thing is, too, you know, the longer you stay there, I mean, it, it's really weird because it's, you know, the idea was that you would, you we would be, I mean, at least when they the founding was that you would elect these people and you would they you would cycle them out, you know, you, they wouldn't be there forever. That was sort of the plan, and yet the longer they stay there, the more sway they have within the party and within and so you know they get better seats on better committees and so then your state has a little bit more power and pull and so there's some advantages to leaving somebody there for long periods of time but it it um it just it 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 seems antithetical to to democracy to have somebody just kind of live in a seat especially in the house where they're every two years you know the senate's every six years so yeah they get they, they get to sit there for a while but but uh, i
1: honestly think they should bump the house to every 4 years the idea that all they do is raise money and run for office yeah. is it, you know you clearly they they're not nearly as effective as they should be
0: yeah i'd have to give it a little bit of thought but i'm not, i'm inclined just my gut instinct is to agree with you 100% cuz it's it seems like the second they get elected they're they're immediately already fundraising and yeah. so th- they spend more time talking to people giving them money than anything else which means that, that they're always uh, being influenced by and beholding to these people who are giving them money, so that house is just yes. bought and sold pretty much. Yes. you know th- those seats all the time. Yes, and, and that's um, you know I, yes. again, I don't think that fits the ideal of what we're taught in our you know in our civics classes in our in our political science classes. You know, that's that that doesn't seem to jive. The reality doesn't jive with what our our vision is. You know, what we were told in school about how this is supposed to work, because the reality is is that they're they're shopping for money all the time.
1: Yes. Yes. Well, it power corrupts and absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. And, and so, and that is not unique to the United States. That's, Hmm. that's human nature. And through, since the dawn of time, that's human nature. And, uh, you know, so if you, if you, it was, it was a bad idea when the Republicans ran all three houses, you know, all three, you know, the, the, both houses in the legislative branch and the executive branch, it is it's a bad idea for the Democrats to do it. Um, so put some money into that Georgia Senate race. <laughs> I think that's all
0: I'm
1: saying.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You don't have to live in Georgia to care about what's happening there. Nope. Um, and so, yeah, as we said during the radio show, I think we're going to see a lot of money flowing into Georgia from all over the place.
1: <laughs> yes. From everywhere. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It Probably does, Russia but, and
0: China, too. What the heck?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, who knows? <laughs> yes. I, I am sure that countries have been uh, oh, foreign countries have been donating to elected officials for a very long time. Oh yeah,
0: it's like we're acting as if it's some brand new thing and we're all outraged and it's like, you don't think that th- I mean, you, you don't think that that's been happening for a long time? That rich people, yeah. you know, exactly. people who run businesses in other countries don't have a, 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 a vested interest in what happens in politics here and that they're not putting money into it to try to get the person or, or people that they want in place, in place, so that they'd be friendlier to, you know, I mean, politicians, when they run, talk about how they're going to work with other people, you know, and people who wanted us to be, um, to create conversations one-on-one with companies as or countries as opposed to, to group, um, uh, deals definitely wanted Donald Trump there because he was saying, we're not going to be part of NAFTA, we're going to negotiate separately with, with with mexico and with with canada and you know and we're going to be tougher on china and we're going to do, you know and and countries and companies in those places will certainly look at that and say well that's something i don't want let's let's give them some money or give money to their competitor you know
1: um so the the mullahs the ayatollah actually i don't think it was the ayatollah i think it was uh Rouhani came out in it from iran um the president uh Rouhani in iran uh, asking, you know, congratulating Joe Biden and asking him to join, rejoin the uh, Iran deal. And God help us.
2: <laughs> you know, if
1: the bullets in Iran and the leadership in Iran want us to do something, do the opposite. They are not our friends. We are the great Satan to them. They do not have, they're going to push for whatever does gives us the raw deal and gives them the benefit. No, 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 no.
0: You mean That's they're the not, our they not our friends? I thought everybody was our friends. Can't we give the world a big hug? No, we can't.
1: <laughs> China's not our friends either. Absolutely yeah. not our friends.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's the you know the, the idea of co is is great, <laughs> but you but you got to have a a level playing board and when and make sure everybody's playing by the same rules. You know, uh, you, if, if one if one side is playing by different rules than you are, you don't just you know, give the game away, right?
1: Right. You don't imagine that it's different from what it actually is.
0: Exactly. You know? and I, yeah.
1: And I, I often feel that people on the left they imagine what they think the world should be like, and then they pretend that it's actually like that. And it, it's it's so frustrating mm-hmm. because we have to deal with the world that is, not the world that we imagine to be.
0: Yeah, I get that too. Sometimes I get that sense that there's this like idealistic vision of how the world should be. And so we'll just make it that way and pretend it's that way. And it's like, well, you can maybe make it that way at some point, but you can't pretend it's that way. Yeah. You can't pretend yeah. it's that way because, you know, the the guys running China aren't going to aren't going to play your game. You know, they're
1: not. They're not. And here's the thing, too. You know, when talking about all of this climate change, they want to wreck the U.S. economy to for this this, this cause of climate change. When we are like 15% of all carbon pollution in the world. Yeah. Or carbon emissions in the world. 15%. So you could decimate the US economy and it's not going to make a dent in anything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I'm we'll be saying. leaders. But we'll be leaders and the, and the world will fall into line behind us because we're no. leaders.
1: No, they won't. No, they won't. Yeah. They'll yeah. laugh at us for being idiots. Yeah. For orchestrating our own demise.
0: Yeah. Yep. 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 I, I'm not disagreeing with you. Obviously I'm just playing devil's advocate here, but, um, <laughs> it's, it's, you know, I, I, I think that idealism is a great thing, but you gotta you be an idealist who lives in the real world, you know, and, and deal with what's in front of you, not what you imagine. And so, um, you know, regardless of who, who wins ultimately, um, you know, and again, you know, it's, it's realistically, I think that it's, you know, despite lawsuits, unless there's some rabbit out of a hat that's pulled, I think it's pretty clear that, that the, the numbers are going to be insurmountable and Biden's going to be our next president. Um, my feeling, I'm speaking for myself here. Um, I pray for whomever is in that office because it's not an easy job. And you hope that they have the, the wisdom and the advisors to help them make good decisions based on, on information that will help the country as a whole and and you just hope and pray that that, that happens and that they have the the good health and, and, and sensibilities to be able to do the job well regardless of who they are because it's not an easy job and there's a lot riding on it, you know?
1: Yeah, I agree. Well, if we are, we are told that we have to pray for that leader or whoever it is God allowed that installation, God made it possible, um, and, you know, for whatever reason, and that's not for us to say one way or the other, you know what I mean? It's, it's, Mm -hmm. um, you know, there are a lot of people who, who said that, you know, that, that God put Donald Trump in thinking that he was a man that was, that was a, he was a godly man. And I can't speak to whether, I mean, his, his outward, you, you judge a man by his fruits and his fruits, um, for nine nine point ninety nine 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 percent of his life, we're not at all God. Mm-hmm. Um, I
2: like
1: I like what he did in our country as far as our economy, our negotiating better trade deals. You know, um, his relationship to Israel, his pro life mm-hmm. stance, all of that I like. Um, but his his behavior is not yeah. Good
0: at all. I was listening to um, uh, the um, Bill Maher show the other day. And, uh, he's anybody who listens to him, he, he is a very liberal progressive guy. He, you know, doesn't try to hide that at all. Um, but he's also very astute politically. It was interesting that the people on his, his, um, his bench or his, his guests and he were, were railing about, um, you know, how, Anybody could have come back and voted for Trump and not understanding, you know, and they, they, they kept trying to, to put themselves into like, well, what mindset did you have to be on? What were you thinking? You know, and I think they missed the boat completely. I don't think anybody was saying that this is the this guy is is, uh, you know, the guy I want to have, you know, as my next door neighbor or my buddy that I'm going to have over for for a beer. This is a guy who who. He was he was the guy in the in the office when the economy was was trucking along when uh, most people had jobs. If you were invested in the stock market, you were making money, and a lot of people were voting their wallet. They looked at that and said, "You know, COVID notwithstanding, everything was going hunky dory, and COVID's going to come and COVID's going to go. I want it to be hunky dory again." And that's that's the reason he got votes, and I think they missed that completely. They just they, you know, they're not looking at the you know it's the economy, stupid, which is something that that, that Clinton's people said you know twenty years ago, and it's true today. Um, I mean, no,
1: no, 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 not twenty years ago, thirty years ago.
0: Okay, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to believe that's thirty years ago, but yeah, you're I right. Know, right. You're right.
1: right?
0: Yeah, so, we've had what four presidents since then. <laughs>
1: so. The the, the the thing about it, too, is there's a lot of us who don't blame Donald Trump for COVID. Right. You know, we look at around the world and there are lots of different ways of approaching this. This and and we we are in the middle of kind of what everybody was doing, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I
0: don't
1: I don't blame COVID. I mean, don't blame Trump for COVID.
0: Yeah, I think. And me neither. And I think that's, you know, where. um uh, a lot of of liberal politicians tried to to create that story that you know somehow it was horribly mishandled and and it was Donald Trump's fault and I, you know I don't see that it was horribly mishandled I see that you know we we did a reasonably good job of trying to do stuff I think some of the messaging was mishandled but the actual what was done and how the country has done it has not you know that that doesn't fall on the on the 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 national politicians anyway it falls on your local uh you know board of health yes. and so that really falls down to the to the um county level and and that's who you need to talk to and and honestly i think that's where it should be you know because again like you were saying if you live in utah and or or even here in california you live up in one of those counties that's that's up in the north end of the state that's so sparsely populated that that social distancing was how you lived anyway <laughs> because there's right. there's 14 people in your town, you know. Um, you don't need to be locked down the way you do if you live in downtown Los Angeles and, and there's people living like rats packed into a... You know, or New York. You think about the bra- outbreaks in New York, you know. How many people there live in tall buildings which has one air handler on top of the building so air is circulating through all of the apartments in that building? You know, if somebody's okay. sick on the first floor, somebody on the fifth floor could catch the virus from somebody on the first floor at home. Because they're saying, yeah. stay at home, stay locked down. Well, yeah. you're you're all basically sharing the same air volume in a big high rise. No wonder they cool. had a horrible outbreak. It's the yeah. way they live.
1: Yes. Well, and, you know, sending sick people back into nursing homes, you know, when they have that kind of situation, they're circulating that same air. What do you think was going to happen?
0: Exactly. Yeah. But, again, that's not something I look at the national uh, politicians of either party and say, well, this is all your fault. It's like, they don't have anything to do with that. It's all done on the local level, trying to figure out what's the right thing to do. And let's face it. Most, a lot of these local people, I mean, they're, they're doing the best they can. They're not always the, you know, the national expert, you know, your County health department person, probably a doctor. A lot of times they're an MD. They're not necessarily a nationally recognized virologist they're doing the best they can they're they're gathering information and when this thing started up we didn't know you know nobody yeah. knew there was no science on this so everybody was winging it trying to figure it out you know and as we figuring it out we're getting better like i was saying earlier i i just irritates me that, that we're picking and choosing which businesses get to be successful and which ones have to shut their doors i think we should be measuring each location based on its risk and you have to put something up on your on your door that says, you know, this facility is a, a, a risk level purple and this one is a risk level level orange and then and explain what those mean. And then people can decide, you know, hey, I, I really I realize it's a risk level purple, but I really, 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 really want to get my hair haircut. Um, so I'm going to do it anyway, you know. You know, but the Walmart with the 50-foot high ceilings and the and the big air handlers on their giant warehouse, it's like being outside. So risk level's pretty low. Okay, I'll go to Walmart to buy my groceries because it's a bigger open space than my grocery store is. You know, or or maybe I won't. You know, but I get to decide based on information that you give me. That's what the government should be doing, not saying this business gets to be open and this one has to close their doors.
1: So, um, you know, I, I just looked up on johns hopkins university and their coronavirus resource center um they they looked at the 20 countries currently most affected by COVID 19 worldwide
2: mm-hmm. by population
1: a, well, let me finish okay they have a chart and the bars in the chart uh show the number of deaths per 100 confirmed cases okay that's the observed case fatality ratio or per one hundred thousand in population. So this represents a country's general population with both confirmed cases and healthy people. Um, so at the top of the list, so countries at the top of this big of, of this chart, which I'm about to tell you, um, have the most deaths pro- deaths proportionally to their COVID cases or population, not necessarily the most deaths overall. And number one on that list, guess what it is?
0: Bangladesh.
1: It's Mexico.
0: Mexico. Yes. Okay. Now,
1: if you were to listen to the American, poli- no, the, the left-wing politicians, you'd think it was the U.S. Of course, it's Mexico, then Iran, Italy, the U.K., Indonesia, Spain, Brazil, Colombia, Argentina, Belgium, Romania, and then the U.S.
0: We beat Romania. Yeah, baby.
1: <laughs> and and the difference. The difference. Hang on, I. Guess.
0: Yeah. Now, those who are trying to be uh, 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 negative about this will say, "Okay, so we're sitting what about twelfth out of two hundred countries?"
1: Well, okay, but but you can't act like we're the devil when we're not.
0: Right. Well, and and the other thing that I, it's interesting about this. That. I know, I know, and and I, I and I agree with you. I think there, the, 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 I think that's indicative that there's a lot of countries that are doing things, or that we're doing things relatively well, in, in the middle of because we're we're comparing basically. Um, I know it's out of out of chic to say first world countries, but we're basically comparing first world countries uh, in that type of list. Um, it's interesting to me that we haven't heard boo out of Africa regarding COVID.
1: Well, I, they may not be testing it. You may, people may just be dying without medical care.
0: That's like yeah, age. and so and that's the thing that the, the 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 point is is that those numbers are all dependent on if you actually report things because we also didn't hear China or Russia in that list, and it's because they don't they don't well, report anything Russia, negative.
1: I stopped at the U.S. So yeah, after the U.S. is Hungary, France, Ukraine, Russia, Germany, India, uh, Poland, and then Czechia.
0: Yeah. Now, do you Other believe that the numbers the in public some public of those countries are skewed to make sure that the country doesn't look too bad?
1: Yes. Well, and I have to say, in Mexico, the mortality rate is 9.8%, mm-hmm. and in the U.S., it's
0: 2.4%. Yeah. I mean, we're talking, you know, significant the difference there. A difference. Well, not yeah. quite, because that would be like to 20. But, but yeah. Well, but, Yeah. Right. I mean order of magnitude would be like two percent one one order of magnitude would be twenty percent. Oh yeah. So it's not quite orders of magnitude, not quite but, there, it's, but it's there. But it's yeah, I mean it's 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 five times you know. Five times yes. worse. That's significant, you know.
1: Yes. Yes. And the, the the Chechia, which is the last one on this list, is at one point two percent. So we're far closer to that one point two percent than we are that nine point eight percent in yeah. Mexico. And I think Mexico—they did nothing. There was no, yeah. Everything was open as normal. There, there were no um, precautions taken at all. And and I wonder if Mexico's is is might be higher because while there may be medical centers within within travel distance mm-hmm. in Mexico City and, and Guadalajara and other cities, uh, you know, maybe not in in this the more rural areas.
0: Right. Yeah. And so, are those even being counted? So that's the thing that always, always, you know, when people throw out those kind of numbers regarding like health statistics, I mean, I'm not one of those people who says there's, you know, statistics is just another way of lying. They're not. They're a great way of seeing what's going on. And if you but you've got to understand them, don't accept numbers, because a lot of people will throw out numbers. And then if you really look at the numbers, sometimes the numbers tell you exactly opposite of what the point the person was trying to make. You have to don't take it. Don't take it for granted that the person who's throwing the numbers out at you is necessarily knows what those numbers really mean. You know, they, they throw numbers and then say what they want um, is the point, I guess. But in, in specifically with these health numbers, you know, the very root of getting these numbers is reporting them accurately. And I think that we have to question whether they're being reported accurately in a lot of places. I don't believe yeah. for an instant, you and I have pre- agreed on this since the very beginning. I don't believe for an instant China gave us real numbers.
1: No, I would agree with
0: you. I think I a lot agree. more people died in China than China is willing to let on. And, uh, and I think that that's, uh, you know, that's just part of their, their social fabric. They're not willing to admit that, that something horrible has happened and and they weren't able to get a handle on it as quickly as they would have liked to. Now they probably did get a handle on it quicker than a lot of places because it, it's a, um, uh, totalitarian state. And they just said, nobody's allowed to go anywhere or do anything. They shut down entire cities and locked the, you know, block the bridges. You couldn't come or go. You were locked in. Good luck. Hope you survive. We'll just isolate you from everybody else, you know. If you try to leave, we'll shoot you because you know yes. they're and their feeling is we've got we got a billion and change people here, so you know, kill all you want, we'll make more. <laughs>
1: uh, by the way,
0: and that's a way oversimplification. I understand for anybody who's I know. A, yeah, but you yes. know, but you know, I'm so, playing it for comedy here. Come on, <laughs> give me a break.
1: But by, by the way, I I have to give an update. A a black. Uh, A black fuzzy lap warmer just hopped in my lap. (gasps) Oh, Pharaoh.
0: He's gotten used to the routine, hasn't he? He says, this is when mommy comes home. So I'll just wait here. And when I see the car drive up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And he just jumped off because he's stalking um, a gopher. We have gophers in our front yard. And like we, we think we get rid of them. And then another hole pops up. And some of these holes
0: are huge. They have been coming and going from that house for years. It drives me crazy. years. Yeah. And the thing is, is that, you know, you, I mean, people don't know, but you live next to like an open space that's not your property. It's just open space next to you. And so you chase them out of your yard. They go over there. And then, you know, after you, yeah. you say, okay, we got rid of them, then they come back. You know, it's like, yes. you, it's not like you can go out and, and uh, de-gopher a field, you know. No, <laughs> it's like.
1: No. Well, and I'm not, and I'm not, I mean, I'm fine with de-gophering using my cat. I don't want to put poison down, down a gopher hole. I I just, I, I'm a vegan for crying out loud. I don't want to do that. Well, and
0: the thing always scared me about that kind of methodology too, was, you know, so the, the now poisoned animal comes crawling out of the hole twitching and, and squirming in pain and then your cat or dog jumps on it and now you've poisoned your cat or dog.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: You know, and it may not kill a larger animal, but it can certainly mess them up big time. Um, I had a a cat when I was in high school. My family had a cat that got into a, a, I think a neighbor put poison out for rats or something. And the cat then caught a a dying animal. And the cat lost control of its bowels and would hallucinate and hiss and growl at things that weren't there. And it took it about six months to get to where it wasn't like hallucinating all the time again on and off but it never got full con- I, mean, I mean basically it had to be an outdoor all, always out I mean it was an indoor outdoor oh. cat anyway but but the poor kitty had a rough life after that just because it got poisoned and that's you know I mean we you know we didn't uh, um, like see everything happen in sequence but we knew that the neighbor had put out poison trying to get rid of yeah. uh, I don't think it was rats I think it was like squirrels or gophers or something and it's like yeah don't do that you know they live here. They're fine. They're not in your house. Just leave them alone.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's so hard, Todd. That's so
0: hard. I know. I know. It just, it just
1: makes me sad. You know, and I... I, I um...
0: Pepsi. That was the name of our kitty. Pepsi? Pepsi. We had another oh, one named Sprite. Cute.
1: Oh, that's cute. That's
2: really it was interesting cute. because
0: we were, we were a Coca-Cola family, not a Pepsi family. So I guess we didn't like the cat because we named it something we didn't drink. God! Well... I just that just dawned on me. It never occurred to me that we never drank Pepsi And growing up in my life, in my family. We never had a bottle or a can of Pepsi in our house. If we had soft drinks, it was it was always a Coke product. As is Sprite. Sprite is a Coke product. I don't know why we named that cat Pepsi, but we did.
1: Cuz Pepsi sounds cute.
0: I guess it's better than calling your cat Coke. Hey, Coke.
1: <laughs> Especially in the 80s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: hey, Coke. Yes,
1: well. Come here, Coke. <laughs> Well, you know, we have we have birds of prey and coyotes that come into the neighborhood, yeah. and so um, so the cats come in at night. But uh, you know, I, I'm fine with the gophers, you know, being eaten by another animal. I'm, right. I'm cool with that. That's 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 just the world working the way yeah. the world works. But I I I, I just can't poison. Uh, yeah. I just can't poison them. I can't. So, mm-hmm. you know, and the reality is, is we share the world with with rodents. You know, anybody who owns a restaurant will tell you they have to, they have to keep things super clean, and that's that's the reason they don't want critters getting in. And
0: you know, don't tempt fate.
1: Their kitchen. Yeah, exactly.
0: Fate is the name of my pet rat.
1: (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, by the way, not wild rats because that's you But rats, I think we've talked about it. Make the best pets.
0: I've heard that
1: they are smart and cuddly and they're just awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, my, uh, one of my daughters had a roommate who had a pet rat when, when she was in college. And so they had the, the rat there. Um, and I think one time while I was visiting, I got to see the rat. I'm trying to remember, but, uh, yeah, it was a nice rat you know i mean it's, it's just like a big hamster or you know i mean okay, people no. freak some, are smart hamsters are stupid well i know but i mean i'm just you know physically i'm saying it oh. you know appearance wise other than the long skinny hairless tail which i think that for some reason that hairless tail freaks people out some people just can't handle that but uh it's like eh, it's just a tail you know i mean
1: yes yes
0: you know it's no more freaky than those weird hairless cats that they have that you know? Oh,
1: I don't like those. And I'm a yeah. huge cat fan. I yeah. love cats.
0: I mean, cat if I cats. had one, I would love it, but it's like I don't think I'd go out of my way to get one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'd and take expensive, it if it, so, Yeah, wow. you know, but I mean if it was like it needed rescuing or something, it's like I'd take it in, I guess. I mean, we're, we're like you, you know. We 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 take in pets. I mean, I remember one time uh, we had four different dogs because my wife had rescued a couple of them. Uh you know, in She's fact, well and it was funny. I was thinking actually, the first one we had was a rescue as well, and then the second one we had I got from a friend at work. That was our black lab, Nick, and then we rescued two other like shepherd mixes. And so, yeah, we ended up having four of them at one time, and they were all big beasties. So, oh, I hate so up the backyard at your yeah, house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, at least you you couldn't miss them because they were large and chunky. But yeah, we had cats at that time too. We had a couple cats, so yeah, you know, we're down to three weenie dogs now, and they're all little ones, so they're just underfoot. That's the only problem is, you know, as I get older, I'm thinking, you know, like either I'm going to step on and kill a dog, or the dog is going to be in my way, and I'm going to fall trying not to step on it and like break a hip or something. I'm going to be that old guy who breaks a hip because they fell Aww. fell over his weenie dog. Oh, it's an age old story: a man and his wiener dog.
1: Yeah. So so apparently the stock market is, it got a bump because of the news about Pfizer, but um, Zoom's shares dropped
0: 15%. Wow. Um, that means, that right? yeah, you won't need any more Zoom. <laughs> Everything's right? going to be better. Everybody I, gets a I mean, shot and goes back to work.
1: I honestly think that people will change the way they do business when they realize that you can save so much money just telecommuting. Yeah. Like, you know. And and I think that, um, and I think you've Mm -hmm. already started to see this. You're already seeing this like in the Silicon Valley where uh, commercial real estate uh, rents are dropping. Because businesses are like, well, why would I pay you, Mm -hmm. you know, $5 a square foot or $10 a square foot, whatever it is up there. I'm sure it's more than Uh, $5. If I can, you know, just set my my staff up at home with fast internet and a good computer Mm -hmm. and yeah they can work
0: from home you know it's the thing that's been talked about in the technology world for years is like you know the we could do this telecommuting and but nobody was willing to try it at large scale and and COVID has forced everybody to try it at large scale and we went, okay, some things may be better face to face, but but this actually works for a lot of stuff you know this actually is is amazingly functional uh, for those who want to do it and um, yeah you know i was just looking real quickly at so just a quick overlook of stocks it looks like everything's up except amazon which is down about 50 bucks which also may be a a reflection of hey if things go back to normal then amazon's not going to be the only place we can shop which well, obviously Bezos it's not the only just place but
1: cast out a bunch of his stock
0: yeah like well, last he, week he's probably thinking the same thing it's like uh, this is yep. which tells you maybe these are little hints that at least some people some smart people in some cases are thinking that maybe we're kind of turning the corner that this is kind of over. Of course, well, then whoever comes is in so is the new president, right? If Biden comes in, he's going to take a victory lap saying, see, yes, I wrapped up COVID like all politicians do. And you're going to be looking at him going like, you didn't do anything.
1: Yeah. You, you literally just got here. <laughs> yeah. So shut up. But, yeah. No, but he will. But he will. But I, I always said that this was going to end as soon as the election was done.
2: Yeah. You know, yeah, you did.
1: This, this is this is all about getting Trump out of office, not the covid scare, but the but the level of hysteria. Right. Um, yeah. The rhetoric was, rhetoric
0: around it is going to change significantly from our news yes. agencies because uh, they affected the change that they wanted. Exactly. Yeah, so
1: they are. They are the communications arm of the Democratic Party.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's been very frustrating that in that sense that, you know, I I still think we need to figure out some way as a society to um, to measure or or get information to people that is is not so slanted and so biased i mean just by their very framing of questions you know it's it, it you, you you you're trapped in a no win situation if you disagree with the person who's who's talking and they've got you know commentators posing as news people uh you know
1: yes and many of whom were our former Democrat operatives. Yeah, many of yeah. them. Yeah, it's funny About because. The least of which is George Snuffleupagus.
0: The the uh, you know the the liberals are complaining that the uh, that the that the conservatives have st- have filled the court with conservatives, and then the conservatives are complaining that the liberals have filled the news with liberals, and they're both right.
1: Okay, but <laughs> fill the court with conservatives like it belongs to the liberal side. Well, I mean, it doesn't belong to either
0: side. You, yeah, you, you get the replace so the when it's your turn.
1: So, you mean, yeah, the president did what he was constitutionally able to do with the right that was given or the uh, power that was given to him specifically in the Constitution. And the Senate did what they were constitutionally able to do and called to do. It doesn't pre- mean that he's stacking the court.
0: I, I'm not arguing the point. I'm just presenting the, the complaints from each side the way that each side frames it.
2: That, That's all yeah.
0: I'm doing. All I'm doing is okay. just saying
2: right. that you know the, right. the
0: Democrats feel like the the the, the uh, like the 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 uh, the seats were filled in an unfair fashion because their guy didn't get to put his person in when it was his turn. It's like, well, you didn't own the Senate, guys. So, um, you know, you so didn't run that. the Senate. We are over time. Oh my gosh, it is time to go. So thank you all for joining us. I appreciate your listenership. You can also listen to us on KCAA Radio, 1050 AM, 106.5 and 102.3 FM in the Inland Empire. Where can they listen to us online in addition to here, Aaron
1: At kcaaradio.com. And we're also on iHeart. And uh, the iHeart, if you search for On the Brink, Podcast, and there's several of them nationwide on our on iHeart. Ours, the symbol is a little coffee cup. You a see the coffee, coffee cup? cup, coffee cup. So on the brink on KCAA or on the brink podcast, you see the little coffee cup, you know that it's us. But the easiest way is to go to KCAAradio.com.
0: That's what I'm doing in the morning. I got my coffee cup right there. <laughs> so thanks for you joining can ask us. Your Alexa,
1: to listen to KCAA.
0: true. Talk to your lady in the tube and say listen to KCAA, which is how my spouse does it every morning. So right. have a great uh, day. We'll be back tomorrow. I'm Todd Brinker.
1: I'm Aaron Brinker. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow.
2: Let's go.